Y'all, absolute banger of an episode here. I hopped on with Matt Cuzzy and Sam Older, host of Locked on Cubs. My first time on the show. And we talked about the trade deadline pickups for the Cubs. You know, some of the pitching prospects they got from their trades. Not trading William Contreras and Ian Hop, surprisingly. Uh, and then some deep players to watch in the system. And overall impressions of the club. And we had a really good conversation about what the Cubs' philosophy is behind finding pitchers and what specifically they're trying to do. So really interesting conversation. I think you're going to enjoy. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to a special edition of Locked On Cubs with Locked On MLB Prospects. He sounds like the South. Lindsey Crosby is with us for this Wednesday episode. We're very excited to have him, as always, on our side, alongside Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. A lot is not happening with the Cubs at the big league level this season, but certainly a lot to look forward to on the prospect side. And so we bring in Lindsay to do that today. How's it going by you? And welcome to the show. Y'all, I am thrilled to be here. It is my first time on the show. Um, I think I fit a y'all in the first 30 seconds. That wasn't on purpose, but I'll take it. Um, And excited to just talk about some of these guys you have in a farm system that very much knows what it's doing and has a plan. And that's not something I can say about everybody. So excited to talk about it. Absolutely. And last Tuesday at the deadline, Lindsay, the Cubs made less trades than Cubs fans expected, but got three pitchers in return. Hayden Wisniewski, Ben Brown, and Saul Gonzalez from the Yankees, Phillies, and Mets, respectively. Let's start at the top because Scott Efros was a surprising trade with, with five years left to control, having a good big league season as a reliever. But the Cubs get a starter back who projects to compete for a 23 spot. Yeah, I mean, it's... So one, I'm not as concerned about trading a young reliever simply because you've shown the ability to create relievers and to develop pitchers. Now, I'll get into that more in in the second segment, but Aiden Wineski was probably my second favorite Yankees pitching prospect in that system right behind lefty Ken Waldachuk. And the, the, the big thing here is... So one, good size, 6'3", 210. He has a, a, a good body where you can realistically expect him to carry his velocity deep into games. And when you go back and you look at what he did this year in Scranton, Wilkes Bar and AAA, um, the strikeout stuff wasn't as good as it's been in the past. I think he, I think he struck out eight, 8.2 guys per nine innings, but he didn't walk a lot of guys, which was something that he struggled with at the end of 2021. And when you look at the overall tools... Fastball is the carrying pitch. 70 grade. He actually throws both a four-seamer and a two-seamer. Four-seamer sits mid-90s. He can hit 99 with it. Uh, It's got a ton of of, of like heavy late life to it. And then he has that classic Yankees sweepy slider. And both of the traits of those two pitches, the fastball and the slider, are very much the reason why you went out and got him. It matches a lot of what the pitching development uh, is looking to do with the pitchers in this system. So you have those those weapons already. So he has the characteristics you like. And then to add in um, a curveball that's kind of slurvy and, again, has really good vertical and horizontal break, and I think can be a plus pitch. You're looking at three plus pitches. Um, 
the the fastball's almost double plus, and then a changeup that can be can get to average. You've got a, I mean, a number th- number. The prospect apparatus says number four, number five. I think he could be a number three with a mm-hmm. little more refinement of that changeup. Lindsay, you know, you mentioned the the sweeping slider and the the high velo fastball, and this is a little bit more of a general question, but seems like Ben Brown has has similar stuff. Um, the, uh, the the guy they got back in the Robertson trade. A lot of the pitchers, especially the first two that they drafted uh, uh, as well. Are you seeing just a trend uh, with the Cubs? I, I know we're going to talk about some other stuff down the road, but just generally with the pitchers that they're looking to acquire, whether it was these previous trades or in the draft, with, with the type of pitcher uh, that they're looking for, high velo with, with that sweeping slider, or, or is that a coincidence? Or you think that's part of what they're doing? The Cubs are what we call a model team. They very much have figured out using the analytical models. This is what works best for us. This is what we're good at developing. And these are the traits we need our pitchers to have. So Cade Horton, uh, Jackson Ferris, both of them fit that same mold. Same thing with Wineski and Brown. And even a little bit of Gonzalez as well. Like they, they all have those traits. And it's very obvious to me that it was an intentional choice of this prospect over someone else because they had some of those ancillary characteristics to the, the breaking pitches to the fastball, the life on the fastball, and things like that. Very and, much and, intentional. And just to quickly follow up, sorry, Matt, do you do you agree with like do you, do you support that philosophy? Just from what I, you've seen, I do, and I okay. it's it's something where the fastballs, the game has trended towards a high fastball, right. uh, and and a lot of these fastballs spin are, rate, yeah, and and a lot of what the system does, they talk about gyro spin a lot. They're looking to avoid bats, and so they're getting. They're trying to do something different from what everyone else is doing. Everybody's zigging and the Cubs are trying to zag. And they're finding guys that don't break the mold so that it's more of an unfamiliar look to a hitter. And I think that this is this is as close as you're going to get to a classic money ball thing in 2022 where analytics are in just about every front office. Uh, there's not an obvious thing like on-base percentage that you can go out and buy yeah. on the market. Right. But sure. you can look for characteristics that are not properly... Uh, coached for are not properly watched at the big league level and you can go out and get guys that do those things really well and pretty much count on the league's not going to change their approach just to stop the Cubs right and Lindsay what have you seen from Ben Brown because he had a good track record with the Phillies and he's even debuted in the Cubs system so far had a dominant performance over the weekend it seems like, again, trading a reliever for a starter and, and possibly exciting things up the alley for Brown. Yeah, and stop me if you've heard this before, two-seamer and a four-seamer for the fastball. Okay. Uh, and the slider power slider. So again, it's that fastball, yeah, that four-seam, two-seam slider combo. But uh, the fastball sit 95-96. I think the four-seamer's a little better than the two-seamer, but both of them are good pitches. Uh, like I said, power slider, so it's, 85, 86, a little bit firmer than a lot of sliders you see. And I think the big thing here that determines whether or not he's going to be a number three, number four starter versus a high leverage reliever is what he does with the curveball. The curveball tends to blend into the slider at times. And because of that, he struggles to throw it. And then sometimes the fastballs for strikes. So a little better consistency with throwing strikes and then differentiating the curveball from the slider. If he can do both those things, 
you've got a middle to late rotation guy. He he has the size, 6'6", 210. He's got, you know, with that 6'6", it's a good angle to the plate, and he's got the weight and the durability to carry the velo into games. It's just a question of can he get that curveball and the overall command and control a little bit more refined to be a no-doubt starter? And if not, you're still looking at a high-leverage reliever, probably a closer. Awesome. Yeah, I guess the last just thing real quick to wrap it up would be the uh, 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 the Givens deal uh, with, with the Mets. I, I, I'm not very familiar with him, so just yeah, real I think, quick. I think fans know the least about Saul Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the thing to know about Saul, Saul Gonzalez is he's mostly been a reliever. Um, okay. 14 games in 2022 in low A, one start, but... Struck out more than 10 guys per nine innings, walked less than three guys per nine innings. Fastball is was one of the better fastballs in all of low A. Um, 70 grade fastball, so plus to double plus. Secondaries are all kind of a work in progress. He throws mostly fastballs, but he's worked on a slider. And again, we're going to, it's that gyro slider thing. He's more of that gyro spin, and I'll touch on that in the second segment. But um, has a lot of the same characteristics as far as the fastball with the velo and the late ride to it. Um, again, another guy who they went out and they found a lower level guy who fits the model and right. analytically has the additional things that they've noticed. It's hard to teach this, but we can take a guy who does this and we can make him into an effective pitcher. So someone who may end up being a reliever versus a starter, but very, very skilled, very good at that fastball and has a good enough slider to be an effective reliever for you. We just received a brand new product here on Locked On and the Cubs are receiving some brand new prospects. We'll get into overall impressions of the system coming up next. But first, we want to tell you about liver health formula. Here it is right here, showing it on the YouTube version of the show. Most of us have overworked livers, but now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. As a listener to our show, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. This makes it the perfect complement to liver health formula. Go to liverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order. Go to liverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started. I'll tell you, if if uh, Suzuki doesn't start hitting the ball, I'm going to be taking my fair share of liver health. You know what I mean, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Lindsay, let's let's transition a little bit uh-huh. into just the y- your general outlook on this Cubs system because it is. I, I actually read an article today, um, or Bleacher Nation posted. So, so I think Fangraphs has them has them you know really close into the top five farm system rankings, but other other system or other, uh, uh, you know, uh, metrics don't have them as high in their rankings. So, so I guess my first question would be what, what's your general outlook? I mean, you're an expert on this. Where, where does that, the Cubs system rank for you? I mean, I'm not asking for a specific number, but just generally, um, you know, how do you view it? The depth, the star, the star power, just, you know, what, 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 what do you view it as? 
For me, it's definitely right now in the top third. And a part of that is because there's just there's been such an influx of pitching talent into this organization. And yeah. it's very clear to me that the the Cubs understand kind of the the modern analytical view of baseball, which is you can take a pitcher with good characteristics, uh, good analytical traits that you like, and you can develop him into somebody that's greater than the sum of his parts. But hitters are very difficult to find and make better. They're very difficult to to improve on. A, a guy, for the most part, is who he is. There's a little bit of projection that you get to do. And so they have built this system around pitching. Uh, when it comes to those pitchers, specifically, they are looking at, um, like we talked about, those sweepy sliders. They like the slider with significant horizontal movement. Um, a cut-ride fastball that has... Uh, you know, that has some sort of horizontal vertical movement, uh, gyro spin to some of the pitches where it, uh, it it approaches the plate differently from how like a lot of, say, a lot of sliders would. Uh, it's, they've specifically looked for those traits. And then the idea here is we're going to accumulate as many pitching prospects as we can. You saw the top two picks, Kate Horton, Jackson Ferris. Obviously, at the deadline, you traded for two or three um, pitchers. Yeah. Probably could have got a couple more if a Contreras or a Hat would have moved. I'm sure you've already covered that. Yeah. I'll kind of, you know, but sure, sure, we yeah, did. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but something where building the system around pitching and trying to uncover as many top pitchers as you can. And if you look at the distribution of them, a lot of these pitchers right now are. It feels like they're in Double A, Triple A. A lot of these guys are. 23 or 24 guys. And so the idea here is these pitchers can debut first. They can learn at the big league level and polish their games when the, the hitting depth comes up behind them. When a Pete Crow Armstrong, when a, when a Kevin Alcantara, when a James Triantos, when some of these guys get up to the big league level, the pitchers are there and they're ready and we can contend right away kind of understanding you get a window, a six-year window where a player's cost-controlled, but pitchers take longer to have an impact than catchers do. I'm sorry, than than, than hitters do. Uh, I did notice for the hitters, there seems to be a thing, you like power guys who hit the ball in the air versus hitting ground balls. That kind of seems to be an offensive philosophy of this system. And then right. defensively, just guys with versatility. Guys yeah. who can play, like, yeah. you know, I think about a, a, a Morel. Or, you know, just guys who can play multiple different positions on the field so that you can make a lineup that covers all your bases, literally, and has a good chance of being successful against the opposing offense. So a strategy and a system there to how you set up the, the Matt, farm system. Matt, let me just ask a quick follow-up. I'm sorry. I'm just, this is, this is the fan in me. Yeah. Uh, transitioning over to, to the position players. And mm-hmm. you could just give a, a short answer on this. You don't have to, you know, over defend yourself. We, right. we trust you. You know more about this than, than we do. I'm going to name you five position players in the Cubs system. Okay. And I would, I would like you <laughs> to tell me if you had to choose one. Okay. In your system, one. Okay. Okay. I get one of these guys. You get one of these guys. You get to pick. You get to pick out of these guys and, and just give a brief reason why. Because I'm interested. Because the reason I ask is the Cubs. I have some really deep position players, but the, outside of a few, there's not that, you know, uh, that Francisco Alvarez blue chip. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. so I'm just curious. So, so I'm going to say Brennan Davis. Okay. PCA. 
uh, James Triantos, okay. Kevin Alcantara, okay. and um, Christian Hernandez. And Christian Hernandez. That's the fifth. Christian right? Hernandez. Thank you, okay. Matt. I totally forgot that, Matt. So I get, I get one of those five as they are right now. As they are right now. Who, who you know? I'm basically asking you who, who, who could you be think? the blue chip. Yeah, who could be the blue chip? Who's who would you say is the top prospect in the system? It's really a short way of asking the question, right? Right. Uh, so my answer is actually not going to be the chalk answer because the chalk answer is going to be either Brendan Davis or PCA. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to give you is one of the two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you, I love a Pete Crow Armstrong. Let me just yeah. up front, I love a PCA. I am a big believer in what he does. If yeah. I'm picking one guy, I am shooting for the absolute highest possible season, season, uh, right, right. ceiling. Christian give me right. Kevin Alcantara. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's got as much upside as anybody in this system. We throw around the words five tools a lot. I love them. There's yes. not many guys in any system that are seen as five tool guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Davis, PCA, I think Alcantara is a five tool guy. Uh, yeah. Big boy, 6'6, six, six, 205, obviously, but 19. Yeah, only 19 plus yeah. runner. Um, I mean, he's got it. He's got. His weakest tool is probably his arm, and his arm's still above average. Right. Um, somebody who I could see him playing anything from leading off, like a like a Ronald Acuna. Not his game, but I could see him doing it. Sure. Um, to batting fourth or fifth, you know, being your cleanup guy and getting you, if he hits his potential, getting you 30, 35 home runs. When Beautiful. you've got that big body and that big swing like that, I mean, plus being receptive to coaching like he is. I, if I had to pick one guy... Looking at I like absolute that ceiling, give me Kevin Alcantara. I like that answer. Let's go. Let's ride with. We'll call him Ka from now on. Ka, there we go. It's hard not to call, not to pick the guy who we know him as the acronym because he's so exactly. popular. Right. It's hard right. not to pick the acronym. I love PCA. Well, we love but... that you said PCA. You're a part of the show now. Yeah. And I, I, who else is? Oh, sorry. I was going to say I just we try to give the people what they want here on Locked On MLB Prospects. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And we also know, and again, going to go over what Blue Nile could do for you as we will get into some more prospects coming up next. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Whether it's wedding jewelry or everyday fine jewelry, Blue Nile has an anniversary sale going on right now. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces, and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging. That won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece of jewelry bling. Go to BlueNile.com today. Once again, Lindsey Crosby from Locked On MLB Prospects is our guest today here on a crossover episode of Locked On Cubs, our first few weeks with the network. Lindsay, we read your your promo at the end of each episode, so we're excited to, to have you here in the flesh and blood. Appreciate that. Checks in the mail. Yes, yes. And to close out today's program, we did want to get to some prospects that maybe fans don't know too much about. Okay. Um, one, every system has to have this guy. Uh, and it's the guy, it's the corner infielder, with just the stupid amounts of power <laughs> that the question is, will he make enough contact to, to make it useful or not? Right. Um, I'm a believer in Matt Mervis. Okay. So Matt, nice. Matt Mervis, first so baseman, 
He's in AAA right now, 288, 344, 576. Only three home runs in 15 games, but 14 home runs in 53 games in AA. That Iowa ballpark is not an easy ballpark to hit home runs in. Um, but no, I am a believer in what Matt Mervis can do offensively. And the fact that you got him as an undrafted free agent in 2020, this is the thing yeah. that we're seeing. The teams that had, this goes back to the organizational philosophy, the teams that had the models, the teams that knew the attributes that they were looking for were able to go out in 2020 and get a lot of really good talent that would have cost a lot more money had there been a standard draft. He was a guy, he would have been drafted in any other year. He would have cost a lot more than $120,000. Um, but Matt Mervis, guy I'm a big fan of. Uh, Daniel Palencia. Hmm. So Daniel Palencia, um, he was part of the Andrew Chafin deal last year with the A's. Okay. But he's got one of the better fastballs in the system. Um, people who listen to my show a lot know that I don't do a ton of comps because I feel like comps sometimes give you unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of what a player might be. Sure. But I can I can compare his fastball to another pitcher to give you, give you an idea. A Roldis Chapman what? is the comparison for the fastball. Heard of him. Um, he hit, he, heard of him. Yeah. He hits 102 with the fastball. Uh, the slider is a plus pitch. And the, the real question we have for Palencia is, will he have enough command sure. and control to start, or will he be a reliever? If he's a reliever, he's absolutely your closer. Uh, strikes out almost 12 guys per nine innings, but he walks just over four guys per nine innings because of the, the, yeah. the slider inconsistency. And sometimes Which is a common, even, common thing. That's a common thing behind those power arms, especially right, a guy right. who's only you know, 21, 22 years old. Right, but um, someone that I absolutely love. And fun fact: if you go look him up, half of the prospect websites for some reason has him listed, listed as five foot tall and not five foot eleven. I don't know which website made the error first. <laughs> typo. Yeah, they, ha- they had a they had a typo with Morel too for a while. They they listed him at like five eleven, one forty five when he came up. He's like two hundred pounds easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like one website made a mistake, and everybody else has copied them. Right. And so I don't know who made the original mistake, but he's not right. five foot tall. He's 5'11". Yeah. Um, but Palencia is a guy that I like. And then if you want to go kind of a deep cut, uh, Jeremiah Estrada. So another pitcher, he, is, he just got promoted to AAA. He's mm-hmm. here one time. He's just pure reliever um, through 13 innings in, t- in Tennessee. I got a chance to watch him when Tennessee came through uh, near where I am. Um, okay. But almost 13 strikeouts per nine innings. Mm. Um, fastball can hit 99. The reason a lot of people haven't heard of him is he's only thrown 40 innings since the 2017 draft wow. for different reasons. I mean, whether it was injury, not having a 2020 season, you know, Tommy John, things like that. But he's already thrown, um, he started off in, in high A this year and he's made it all the way to triple A already. I'm rooting for him to get a shot at the big league level before the season is over. Oh, that's um, something to watch for. That's hey, great. Any, anything to watch this season, our listeners want. Yes. So Jeremiah Estrada. Um, That'd be sweet. Yeah, through 23 innings in in high A, through 20 innings in, in double A, and is now in triple A. And somebody, like I said, call him up towards the middle to end of August, give him a chance to test his stuff at the big league level and see how it works. But a guy that has a lot of – he has explosive fastball and then – like we've talked about, he's got that gyro kind of power slider. 
same thing. He fits the model that he's finally healthy and he's looked fantastic. Cool. Well, Lindsay, got, thank you so much question. for. Can I ask oh, one more question? Yeah. Can I ask one more? I just want to do one more follow up because I always. I, yeah. Um, real quick. Um, I, I've talked about on this show, and, and you did mention this off air, but I've, I've talked about it on this show. This will probably be my third time mentioning it. I'm a really big fan of Alexander Canario, and oh, I, th- right. I think he's got a really good chance to uh, – I mean, it's not like people don't know who he is, but people know him. And, and just that deal in general, Lindsay, the Bryant deal, just really quickly break down Canario, and, and more importantly, what do you think of Caleb Killian? Because you know it felt like he was a little bit under the radar when he got here, and then mm-hmm. he kind of exploded on the scene and then came up through one really impressive outing against the Cardinals, and then it was just kind of a disaster, and they sent him down. So just quickly break down, do you think he could be a part of the 2023 rotation? So so I guess first would be Canario first. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, he was the fourth player that I had listed on yeah. my my deeper prospects, and I was like, well, he was in the deal last year to know who he is. Yeah. Um, fantastic bat speed. So, right. I mean – Incredibly fast swinger, great torque. His issue is plate discipline. He just has to work on not chasing, frankly, crap. I mean, right. he will he'll swing at a lot of stuff, and he's got. Yeah, I sure. mean, that's something you can see when you look at his strikeout totals. You right. got to look at what he's done this year um, in Double A. But a guy that that he absolutely has to fix that. But if he does, somebody aggressive defender plus arm. I see him being a very very good right fielder. Uh, if he can fix that, fix that plate discipline thing. Caleb Killian is, I think he's actually he, he's up right now, isn't he? He's 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 with Iowa right now. Okay, okay. He's been I up knew a that couple he times. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And he yeah, yeah. He, he didn't look that great when he was no. up. No, but that's I'm, an understatement. I'm still a believer. The thing is, he picked up a ton of velocity last year. So from when he got drafted out of Texas Tech, right to to last year, his velos improved significantly. He. He sits 94, 95. He can touch 97, 98 with it. Yeah, right. But um, to go along with that, it feels like his thing is still more of a pitchability pitcher than just a pure stuff. He has to have the curveball. It's a plus pitch, but he has to have the depth on it. It has to be landing in the right place. He's got to get the change up to blend in with the fastball. Um, And then his big thing is he messes with what the fastball looks like, right? He'll... He'll give it cut. He'll give it sink, but it doesn't always do what he wants it to do. And so provided he can kind of get that to be a little more reliable. I mean, there's a big difference in you want this pitch to cut and it sinks instead. And now instead of missing high and inside, you missed middle, middle, you know? So if he can Mm -hmm. work that out a little bit, which I think he's going to do in Iowa, um, he has the stuff to be a, possibly a middle but probably a back of the rotation guy i like the fact he can go deep i watched him in the college world series two straight years i think he has one of the best win totals of any pitcher to ever come through texas tech um Mm. he can go deep into games it's just a question of can he get a little more control on that fastball when he tries to manipulate it and can he get the curveball to be more consistent when he's trying to land it for a strike especially when he's trying to go back door with it sure awesome thank you man well, a lot of good information from Lindsey Crosby today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was a was first time, not the last time. Um, no. Excited to be here and excited to have you guys as part of the network. Appreciate Thank you. that. We appreciate that. Yep. All right. For Lindsey Crosby and Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. 
This has been a crossover episode of Locked On Cubs along with Locked On MLB Prospects. Uh-huh.